Today I'm being joined by my beautiful friend, Dr. Iabo Webzell, and together we want to talk about how this pandemic is still affecting our children and how we as parents, as caregivers, um, as people who care about our next generation, how we can show up for this next generation, how we can lead by example, um, and help ourselves actually while while we are helping our children. So we are going to wait for Dr. Iabo to join us. She's going to come live and once I accept, we can get started with this conversation. Um, and while we're waiting, please share with me how you've noticed a change in our children during this time and uh, and how you're leading the way for them, how you're leading the way for yourself. It's such an important conversation because we've been in this for two years and um, and we don't really know. We don't really know what, what form it's going to take and the restrictions that our children are going to have uh, in the coming months and even in the coming years because a lot of, of life as we know it has shifted. And so it's important for us to really know that um, we, we can control that which we can control and we actually must release the rest. And I think a lot of the stress in life in general, specifically in this pandemic, is all of the parts that we're trying to control that we actually don't have any influence over. And our peace will come from being able to release those parts that we don't get to control. Jenny is saying their frustration and anxiety is definitely up, so I try to be a safe person for them. That's so uh, beautiful and important, Jenny. Like I love the term that you've used here, a safe person. It's really important for all of us to be safe people for our young people. And it's also really important for us to be safe people for ourselves, right? Like if we can be safe people for ourselves, then we are in a better position to to show our next generation the way through. As you know, in my book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, what we talk about the most is how uh, when we can deliver, when we can be the deliverer of everything that we need for ourselves first and foremost, that is our own highest form of empowerment. And we are literally leading by example, and we are able to pave the way for our next generation, not necessarily because of anything that we've asked them to do. We can't actually empower another person. Um, empowerment means we're, we're really claiming our own inner power. And when we can do that, that is the highest form of leadership. It's the best form of leadership because we are modeling that which we wish to see in our children. So I don't know where Dr. Iabo is. Does anyone want to send her a little message and see if she's having some tech issues? I'm not sure because it's 1033 and we're not seeing her yet. And I really want her to weigh in on this topic um, because she works with people really on the front lines. She sees a lot of what this pandemic has done. Uh, I know for myself, I, I have two 15-year-old daughters. There she is, I see her. I have 15-year-old twin daughters and I've seen it take a different toll on each of them. I, I don't think anyone, any child or any adult is immune to the very challenging effects of the pandemic. We've all been, in, you know, in some way we have all been affected. All right, Dr. Iabos coming on and we can continue this conversation. All right. Hello, Hi, good morning. Melody. Good, good morning, morning, Dr. Iabo. <laughs> it's so nice to see you and start my, my week with you. Oh, same here, same here, I'm telling you. When I read that um, Goldie, uh, Goldie's uh, post on your page, I just said, you know what? We need to talk about this. We need to talk about yeah. it. And Dr. Iabo's talking about um, Goldie Hahn, she is the creator, she's the founder of a company, an organization called Mind Up, and she's all about delivering social and emotional skills to children in schools, and wow, how important is that right now more than ever, and in this article, and I'm not even going to go into the statistics because I don't want to go there, I don't want us to put our emphasis on the lack and all the difficult things that are going on, we can acknowledge them. 
suicide, depression, anxiety rates have all gone up for our children. In I, I don't I don't even want to put the numbers out there because it's it's really scary and it's really worrisome. And so this is why Dr. Iabo and I are here because she saw that I posted this article that uh, Goldie Hawn was quoted in and her response to, to the pandemic and what we need to do. And she said, let's do a live about it. So we're hoping that maybe our conversation can help in some way. And together we can discuss some ways that um, we, can, we can help our children. We could nurture our children and help them move through this with ease and grace and as much peace as possible. So uh, Dr. Iabo, again, thank you for being here and feel free to, to share what, what you think is happening and how we can be a part of the solution together. Huh, a lot is happening and it's so funny that we scheduled this live for this morning because I woke up to the, I don't know the lady, I don't know if you've seen the news on Instagram, but there is a lady everybody has been posting about. I don't know her, I feel like I may have seen her on the Explore page, I looked through briefly. You know, this beautiful woman who is, I think was Miss USC or Miss something, you know, MB, you know MBA, I, I don't... I'm just in shock that that happened, that she apparently, and I know it's very graphic, but these are things we do have to talk about so we can help people. And I know we're talking about children, but honestly, this conversation even goes beyond kids. It goes into all of us, young adults, you know, I mean, suicide, yes, is more common the younger you are, but it, with the pandemic, it's, seen, it's been seen in all ages. So this beautiful woman apparently jumped from her 29th floor building this morning and committed suicide. And I, again, I don't know if she's had mental health issues or if anybody saw this coming. So we really, really need to look beyond even just our kids and look into, you know, look, look at what is going on with all of us. It's not, this, these times have not been easy. I have two daughters, okay? I have two daughters. They've had their ups and downs during this pandemic. They have, and for me, you know that I'm very open. I, I discuss things with boundaries, but I was actually going to tell you, uh, um, uh, Melody, that maybe one day we should have a forum with our kids. Yeah, I would love that so much. I, I, I honestly, yeah, I think that would really be good. My daughters would love to come and join us. I think we can have a forum with some kids, our kids, whoever, just so that other kids can hear from other children. My kids have, they've had their ups and downs. My younger one who just turned 18, when she was still in, um, when they were still doing what's he called virtual school before they went back to school, she struggled. It wasn't easy for her. She was having quite a lot of anxiety with it. She was very restless. She didn't, she didn't, it was, it was hard for her, you know, and now she's doing a lot better now because she's very social. Moni, my younger daughter, is a social butterfly. She loves to go to church to serve younger kids. She's very involved in the church. She's always out and about with her friends. So that time was tough being being just in the house with myself and my husband. You see, I'm an introvert. I flourish in, in, you know, being on my own and being at home, but not everybody's an introvert. You know, so my, my older daughter is more like me. She's more of an introvert, but my younger daughter is, is an extroverted introvert. She likes being around people. So she struggled. So yes, I signed her up with a mental health specialist. Yes. Yeah. She, oh yeah. She, she had many, many sessions, you know, and she still has sessions now as needed when she wants my older daughter she struggled more with her divorce, you know, my older daughter, because she was older then and she saw a lot going on. So she has had a lot of mental health therapy on and on and off. And I always check in with her that you, even where she works now, they have a mental health specialist that they can go to for free. And I'm always telling her, Renny, whenever you need help, just go to that mental health. Me, just make sure it doesn't matter. And she's like, oh, mom, I'm fine. I'll go when I need. So I'm always checking in with them. And I know I talk a lot, but the first tip I want to give to parents today as a pediatrician of 29 years, okay? And also as a mother of four now, because I have two daughters and two stepsons. Your happiest kid may be your, your kid that is struggling the most. Wow, that's really deep. Tell us, tell us more what you mean about that. Okay, so don't, don't feel like 
so for me, I, I didn't, when Moni, my, my extroverted one, was struggling a little bit, not a little bit, quite a lot when she was home and she wasn't out and about with her friends. She was putting on an act, I feel. And when she watches this, she'll know what I mean. She was pretending like everything was okay. I would ask her and say, Moni, are you okay? She'll say, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But I just knew there was something. And you know, she would still be her silly self. Once in a while, she'll still stand up and start dancing and singing. But then I saw some mood swings, you know, she would dance and sing. And then sometimes she'll just be all into herself. And I'm like, Moni, what? So one day she just broke down. I believe she was crying that day. And she just broke down and started telling me that, mom, you know, it's been tough. And I'm so scared. And I'm so worried about this pandemic. You know, kids, I was scared. Like, is it the end of the world? Are we all going to die? Kids are thinking that. So I don't think they just think the virus is something that is okay with vaccines. Kids are like, am I going to die if I get it? Or is or am I, are my parents going to die? Am I, you know? So I had to take that seriously when she broke into tears and said, mom, it's been tough. I can't get out. It's just been... I, I found a, a mental health specialist immediately because I, I have some anxiety that I've dealt with in my young, and those of you who know me, who've read my book, know that I have a, 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 a certain anxiety with driving. I'm not anxious in other situations, but I've had driving agoraphobia for many, many, many years. I literally would be driving on big on big highways and I would be and I would like you know sweat get sweaty my heart would feel like it's about to jump out of my chest I, it started in my 30s mm -hmm. in England mm -hmm. so you know so if you if you're somebody who's had some kind of anxiety your kid your kids may also develop it from time to time so but mine is specific to driving and specific to like big like I, I cannot go mountain climbing or things like that because i just i get panic attacks when i'm in a big you know like empty space or with driving on big highways so i've been driven around most of my life i'm glad i can afford it i drive uber there was a time i had a limo driver that drove me everywhere in atlanta i had a de de designated taxi driver but, you know, some people, that would be embarrassing to them. Some people have made fun of me about it along the way. My ex-husband, oh, he used it to, like, have a big jest about me all the time, you know. And I've had boyfriends also when I was divorced that would make fun of me, that I would tell them, you know, because even when I'm the passenger, I, ha I start getting panic attacks and I tell you, I have to tell you to slow down. And they would laugh at me. So it still triggers something in me. Now, my husband now, of course, he's, he understands, he's very supportive. But once in a while, even if he just says something little like, oh, but I'm not driving fast, what's the issue? It triggers something in me. I, it's, it's so unbelievable that you're sharing this with me. And just another reason why I feel like we're so connected. I have mm -hmm. the same challenge. I, mm -hmm. And I didn't even know there was a name for it. No. Um, but I, I'm very okay driving, like, in, in my neighborhood, I'm okay driving on highways that I know and I've been on many times. Mm -hmm. But like last night, we were driving home from Vermont and my poor husband, he's like driving four and a half hours straight. <laughs> and in the past, he used to ask me to drive as well. And I used to do it. And that's like what you were just describing, the sweaty palms. And oh, the, yeah. I feel like I'm in a video game, you know, the video games where you feel like you've lost control. Oh, so yeah. I he now knows he now knows not to even ask me because it's not even putting our family in a safe position. But you're so right about those anxieties, right? And that they yes. trigger you and that the anxieties are things that can be passed down to our children. And yeah. how important it is for our children to actually see us uh, sharing about what's real for us, right? Instead of, instead of like thinking there's a stigma with sharing that we also have challenges and that yeah. we struggle and suffer as well, that we are able to speak of them in an empowered way and to share about them and to know that there is support and there is help and there is a way to care for yourself. You know, this morning... I went to a yoga class and what I kept hearing the yoga instructor say, she kept saying, be careful of yourself. Like we need to take the responsibility of caring for ourselves. And so I just thought that was so important because it's what I'm feeling right now that 
A, we do that as parents for ourselves so we can show up for us and so we can show up for our kids, but also giving that message to our children that you are your own greatest advocate. You are your own best friend. And how can you care for yourself right now? The way that Dr. Iabo does it is different than the way that I do it is, the different, is different than the way each of our daughters would do it, right? But each of us has to find a way to nurture themselves specifically now, specifically through the really difficult stuff. And uh, last night when we were driving home from Vermont, I told my kids that I'm meeting with you. I shared with my family mm -hmm. and I said, this is the topic. We're talking about all of the effects of the pandemic and how we can support our children right now. And I said to them, you know, I think you girls could inform this for us. Like, I think I want to know from you girls, what do you need right now? What have you needed in the last two years? And so we created a list together of all of the things that they were sharing with me that helped them through or that could help them through. Um, and one of the things my daughter Noah said is to, to share that you are not alone. Like to mm -hmm. let people know, to let your children know, to, for the adults, for the parents to know yes. the struggles you're facing, you're so not alone. Yes. And it's in forums like this where we get to talk about it without feeling like, like we're admitting to some sort of weakness, without allowing there to be a stigma. We are, are here having an open dialogue about our challenges and that that's what's real for us and that it's okay, you are not alone. That's so key, that is so key. Because for me now, what I do with my daughters is, my older daughter doesn't live with us. So whenever she visits, even this morning, I just left her a message. I make sure I have some communication with her every day. Because even though she's 24, we're, we're all fragile. You know, I, ha I have my husband here. I can hold on to when I'm feeling a little anxious and all of that. Yes, she has a boyfriend. She has her dog and her cat. But the more people you have that you, and this is really important people, but people you trust because <laughs> as much as we're living in difficult times, it's funny melody. I think that we're living in difficult times, but I feel like empathy and understanding is also getting really worse. People are not, people don't have boundaries. They don't have filters. You know, you know, you guys know that we're already living. And for me, yes, I do. I don't have filters so with some things. I'm very, very blunt when I talk on my videos, but it's all in an effort to help people. But I would never say anything to put anybody down. But sometimes I do share some really hard, harsh uh, phrases to wake people up and to help them. But we have to remember that with our kids, the more people they have that they can really trust, the better for them. Because it's actually a really hard world out there now. People hurt, there are many hurt people and hurt people hurt other people. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, there are many hurt people. There are many people who are struggling. There are many people who are hurting because of their jobs, their finances, their self-esteem, their relationships. There's so many things people are hurting about, you know, health issues, all of that. So if those people happen to then be around your kids, they're going to hurt them with words. So I just always, whenever Rennie comes around now, I'm like, we have a, we have a prolonged hug. I just, when she, she dashes in and now sometimes she will dash in to drop her dog or dash in to get a bite before work. <laughs> she's 24 years old, but she'll still do that sometimes. And she's dashing out the door. I'm like, Renny, come on, come on, hug mommy. And we'll just stay like that. And we'll hug and we'll have a big hug and I'll give her a kiss on her cheek. And I'll say, you know, I'm here for you. Regardless. Yeah, I'm like, regardless of what is going on, I don't care what kind of trouble you get into. I don't care what you've done wrong. I don't care. Yeah. I'm your parent and I'm here no matter what it is. That's so beautiful. Just that yeah. reminder, that consistent reminder for yeah. our kids that we are here for you. We've got you. We understand. Like what you said is that empathy, that empathetic muscle it's so important for us to flex it right now yes. and not even just for our children right like 
it's really important for everyone to show up with more compassion and empathy right now. Yes. It makes me really sad that I've seen a lot of divisiveness right now. The pandemic is causing like, are you wearing a mask? Are you not wearing a mask? Are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? If we go back a little while, the elections, who did you vote for? There's so much separation. There's so much in the world that threatens to separate us all. Mm -hmm. And this is our call as humanity, as people who care about people to come together and to, to be less judgmental, to be more yeah. compassionate, yeah. to not judge someone because of their political affiliation or because they you know, believe in the vaccine or they don't believe in the vaccine. And there's this question I always ask myself and I ask my clients is, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Mm -hmm. You know, in the midst of all of this craziness, I don't think our sole purpose needs to be to be right. We need to have more compassion. So if we can uh, engage with someone in dialogue and not need to walk away being right and feeling like oh we i ruled and rocked that conversation that's not us that's when we are in our ego we want to step out of that and more into our hearts and to know that everyone is struggling in their own way whether you know it or not because they might be putting up a front just like we know with what we just saw about this girl who whoever she was miss teen i i don't not to sound insensitive at all. I, I didn't know of her either, but I'm sure seeing it. And it breaks my heart, right? Um, that, that someone would take their own life in this way. And yet I understand because there's so much fear out there. There's so much. And uh, until we can come together and all of us honor one another in a deeper way, um, I don't know. We want to heal the planet. It's a call to heal the planet together. It's, it's, so, it's so critical, so key. And I also want to say this to parents that I've learned this the hard way. And my older daughter, one day we will share a story. I'm not going to share it on her behalf. But we have to remember that um, what we want for our kids may not be what they want for themselves. Okay, guys, did you hear that? If you're parents there of a younger kid, let me just tell you what I've learned because I grew up in a culture where push, 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 be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an accountant, be, 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 be. But now I realize, well, when I first had my first child, I was in that mindset too. I made some mistakes with my older daughter. I've learned we, you know, we've, we've healed or we're healing and we're going through it. But I was born into that. So I was also push, 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 go to this best college, do this, do that. But remember parents that who are we serving with that? Are we, I think it's us. We are serving our own ego. We don't want our neighbors or people to look and say, oh, Dr. Yeba's kids are not doctors like her or they are not accountants like her. Oh, Dr. Yabo's kid is a creative person. She likes photography. She's making a living out of photography or she's making a living out of art or she's, you know. So let's be careful because a lot of our kids are struggling with that. They don't know how to tell us they don't want to do this or they don't want to do that. They keep struggling. Do you know how many people that my younger daughter has told me have committed suicide this, this college, this new college year? <laughs> it's either suicide or they're in some kind of rehab because of really, you know, hard drugs. It's just, there's a lot going on with our children. So this is not just because of this pandemic, but parents, please, if your child, you know, decides that they want to do something that you don't think is good, give them a chance to go and try it out. Yeah, I mean, isn't that... Yeah. Isn't the whole thing when we bring children into this world, you know, mm -hmm. they come through us. They don't come for us. Oh, that's and, perfect. Right. And it's so important for us to realize like the greatest gift that we can give our children is to allow them to express their own mm -hmm. authenticity, is to yes. allow them to have their own journey, not our journey, yes. their journey.
And, uh, you know, you, you were speaking about all of the, you know, the mental health issues and suicide in this college year. And it's, it's absolutely crazy, the numbers. And you were also sharing about signing one of your daughters up for therapy. And, and she, she went. What about the children when, when the parent wants to support the child by sending them to therapy or to a coach um, or to someone, some sort of support service that can help them and the child is unwilling? In your professional opinion, what do we do when that's the case? Because I know from the people that I work with that that is very much the case that, and, and it's very hard to force your child to go and speak with somebody. You cannot force your child to go. And this is part of what we're talking about today. That's just going to exaggerate and worsen the mental health problem. So in that situation, if you tell your child, you know, I know you're struggling. I think you should sign up with this cycle. Again, the way we say things, you know, as, as parents, you, you, if, if that's something that you're dealing with, if you, if you think your child should have therapy, go back and think about how you expressed it to them. I'm not saying, you know, but because us as parents and I look, I'm guilty of those things and I've learned along the, along the way. But how did you express it to them? Did you express it to them in a kind, empathetic way? In what situation were there many people around and they felt embarrassed? Was it just you and them? Just did you go for a walk? You know, you, you, the, the whole context of how you ask them is important. Okay, I this is what... That. Yeah, because, you know, when people come to me and they're like, my husband did this, it's that, it's that. I'm like, you know, how about you look at your boundaries and the things you, because for me, I don't, I'm not a finger pointing person. Maybe this is why, I'm, you know, I just, I like my peace. I don't point fingers. I always look at what I, my part in everything. Like, okay, what did I do? What did I tolerate? What did I, so... Think about how you asked your child. But if you feel you asked your child in a good way and they still say, mom, dad, I'm not going to therapy. I'm just not. Just say, that's fine. I would really love to help you because I feel like you're having struggles. But you tell me what would best bring you happiness and peace at this time. Let them tell you what they think because it doesn't have to be therapy. You'll be surprised what you'll hear. You right. may hear them say, mom, how about you put your phone down sometimes and Ooh. just spend time with me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mom, how about rather than all of us going to dinner all the time, how about you and I go out sometimes? Cause I just want to spend time with you or oh, mom, you know, because I'm older now, I really don't remember the last time you gave me a hug. I just feel really distanced from you. Ask the child. Okay, yeah. you, you guys think a therapist is the answer to everything. No, there may be some simple things that your child needs from you. I love that you say that. I truly believe, I mean, everything that I do in my, in my work, our mission is to, is to teach children that they have superpowers within. And the truth is, they've got, we, we call it intuition. We, these children... If we teach them how to listen to the voice of their heart, that's what we call it in our workshops, intuition, and that there's this inner GPS system that knows. And that's exactly what you're saying, Dr. Iabo, which I think mm -hmm. is so very insightful, is that if we just ask them, if we ask yeah. the curiosity questions, if we ask them in a nice way, asking open-ended questions, I think is a very big one. When we ask our kids close-ended questions, oh. a close-ended question is anything that gives us the response of yes or no. That's it. Like, or, or even something that could be a very one-word answer, right? Like, how was school? Good. You know? Instead, like, what did you do today at school? Share the highlight of your day. Share the most challenging part of your day. Asking them those open-ended questions that actually get them curious and get them talking, I think is very important. And again, what you said about the chances are they already know what they need. They just yeah. needed you to pose that question of them and, uh, and to help them to get there. Yeah. So I think that's very, you know, that's very important. And yesterday when I was asking my girls, like, 
What else? What do you need? Like, so, so let's say a child doesn't want to go to therapy. That's when we need to find ways of giving them tools, giving them their own tools. And my girls were saying um, to really lean into what brings you joy and what brings you passion. Mm. Uh, for my girls, I know that the last two years, their music has gotten them through mm. the whether you know they were playing their music or writing music together that was a coping mechanism that really allowed them to move the emotions through their body right mm -hmm. for some people it's exercising for some people it's getting outside into nature me the air <laughs> right feeling the right. air feeling yes just you know feeling the cold feeling the heat feeling the sun feeling the winds getting yeah. mindful in that way yeah Yes. You know, it's just the, so you, we have to ask our children. I think that if, if, and if we don't learn anything from this conversation today, we need to ask our kids what they need, not just how are you feeling? How are you doing? But what do you need? What, what, you know, what can make you happier now? You'll be surprised what you hear. Or they may say, mom, you know what? That medical, this medical school that I'm in, I really did not want to do it. It's because I've had that before. My daughter didn't go to medical school, but my older daughter, uh, she told me that before when she was in college. And I'm like, oopsie, Daisy, I knew what I was doing. I was forcing you into this, you know, major because I wanted it. I thought it was, you know, nice and family, you know, keep the and she told me she didn't like it. So rather than just signing up your kids to go to a mental health therapist, if they tell you I'm not going, they're indirectly telling you there's something else they want to talk to you about. So it may just be, oh, mom, you think because you're a doctor, you forced and forced and forced me to go to medical school, but I actually hate it. I don't like it. Wow. Yeah. And how amazing that you were willing to hear her. And you were willing to admit, okay. I had to. I had yeah, to. you had to. And, and it was also you looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I may have wished something for her that she wasn't wishing for herself. And even you as a parent showing up in that way for her and saying, okay, you know, let's look at this situation again and figure yes. out what's next. That's yeah. so powerful. So many parents think that it needs to be a top-down approach and we never need to admit to our mistakes and we never need to say sorry. That's absolutely not, you know, I don't think. I think that none of us parents know what we're doing. We're all doing our best. Half of us are a hot mess, right? <laughs> yes. Right. Like, come on now. And so for us to actually, when we are, you know, off base or fall out of alignment in some way when we can actually admit to our children, you know what, honey, you're right. Like I, I, I was misguided about that or yeah. I'm really sorry about that, that I, mm -hmm. I didn't notice I was doing that. Mm -hmm. There's so much power in that because we are giving our children permission to mm -hmm. also be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay mm -hmm. to fail. That's actually where the learning happens. That's where the growing happens when we learn how not to do something when something doesn't work out and then we need to look somewhere else for the solution. Yes. That's where the empowerment comes in. That's where it comes in. And you know what? Children will learn as we have learned. We made some mistakes along the way. We pivoted, we evolved, we, you know, but if we're trying to raise perfect kids, yes. we're going to end up raising mentally challenged kids. Yes somebody write that in the chat because yeah because that's so important can you say that again because i think that was that was oh, yeah. probably like because i'm talking from experience yes because i'm talking from experience if we're trying to raise perfect kids we're going to raise mentally challenged kids yes oh my goodness that's so powerful there's no virtue in perfection there's no virtue in perfection and when we when we scold our children for doing something wrong mm -hmm. we are really stunting their growth we're stunting their growth because mm -hmm. then they will never put themselves out there they yeah. will never try something new for fear of getting it wrong and what's, what good is that if we're living stagnant in the world and never willing to open ourselves up to new experiences for fear of failure? We I know. Forward. 
I know. Fell forward. You know, and it's so because some of us parents want to live vicariously through our kids. I see it all the time. You know, you feel like you didn't achieve this, you didn't achieve that or that. Then you want your kids to be these perfect people, not just from their career, who they date, who they marry. For me now, I've, I, I just advise my kids on what to avoid, what not to avoid. But I don't say never, never. If any of my kids came today to tell me that they were attracted to women and they were lesbians, I would love them even more. <laughs> I've told them. I've actually told them. I'm yeah. like, don't feel like if you're confused about your sexuality, I'm one of those parents who's going to say I disown you. I've told them that no matter what it is in this world, no matter what trouble you're in, no matter, I'm here for you. After God, I'm your, I'm your next support system. I've told them over and over, and, and, I, and I remind them about that because... If you're trying to raise perfect kids, women, so women and men, there are many of you out there that we, uh, Melody and I are talking to today. So if your child is telling you, I don't want it, perfect example, my daughter just got into a bunch of colleges, money, and she got into what, four or five colleges. And the one I really want her to go to, because of course it's a status college and all of that. She's like, mom, I'm not going. I'm not going there. And the, the Yabba of before, if she was my first child, oh, I would have had a fit. <laughs> I would have had a fit, but I'm like, that's fine. Even my husband was like, how can Moni not want to go to this college? Moni said, I'm not going there. It's a very stressful college. Everybody who is there commits suicide. And she has a good sense of humor. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm making, you know, a, a, what's oh, but, it called? But she realizes that's not the place for her, that <laughs> kind of high yeah. Environment is not conducive to her being to her, her best. mental health. She said, "Mom, it's too much. It's a lot of work. The kids they struggle. They don't have a social life." I'm going here, and then she even gave me another reason for going to this other college. She's like, "And our church has an annex right there beside this college." And I gave her a high five because Moni, she's just she's a Jesus kid. She wow. she loves going to all of those. She she serves sixth graders in church. She's you know she just loves. She's connected you know, in that way. Oh, she's connected so in that way. And I'm like, that's a perfect example. So, but the year boy in her 30s probably would have said, no way. Of course, you have to go to this college. Don't tell me that. I'm not at her. Never. Yeah. Yeah. And look at the growth that you've had, right? Look at how you've grown as a woman, as a mother. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's yeah. the best that any of us can do, right? Yeah. The more information we have. And it's okay to change. If we're not changing, there's something wrong. <laughs> right? We need yeah. to be changing. And it's, yeah, it's because I grew up in Nigeria. All the Nigerians and the African women who are going to watch this replay, they know what I'm talking about. And a lot of you are still making that mistake. And I hope you'll stop because Nigerian kids are committing suicide by the second as well. It's happening everywhere in the us in the uk i hear it all the time so stop pressuring your kids to do what they're not interested in doing <laughs> you know yeah. you, 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 what can you do if you have a child that says i'm not going to college what are you going to do yeah yeah they listen we are raising them our greatest goal is to raise them to like i said to tune into that inner gps system and figure out what they want they are not living for us and we will not be here forever. So if yeah. we are creating children who are mimicking us and coming to us to inform every single decision that they make, then we're creating children who will not survive when we are no longer here, right? That's not what we want. We want them to know and love themselves so deeply that, um, that, that, you know, again, they can look within to, to really express their highest truth. That, that's it. Honestly, that's it. But th this pandemic has made all of our mental health struggles a lot worse. Again, some of us are introverts like me and you, we flourish. <laughs> yeah, we, I flourish at home. I flourish when I'm alone. Not loneliness, but I flourish in my aloneness. 
I flourish in my loneliness. And I knew that about myself. So even when with my practice, I was seeing that going to work every day and seeing so many patients and being around so many people, I loved it for a season. But after a while, it was too much sensory stimulation for me. So that's actually one of the reasons I really had to pull back and just start working from home for the most part. And I've been so much more creative, so much more useful. Because I, I know that I'm a doctor, I'm a scientist, kind of, but I honestly feel like my creative brain overpowers my, my what's the other brain? Your my science brain. brain, right? Your left yeah. brain and your right brain, they're, you know, they're, they're doing a little dance. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a little dance. And I honestly feel like my creative brain is really what I was meant to be. I know that I'm also a doctor, but I'm flourishing so much now because of my creativity. So what I want us to do, Melody, is now is to give some practical um, tips for parents out there that they can actually, and I'll, I'll say maybe one or two, and then we'll go back and forth, because I really want people to learn practical tips. As a pediatrician, having dealt with kids and parents for so long, I really want to, and as a parent myself, the first practical tip I would say, no matter how old or young your child is, is to make sure that, how can I, so to make sure that you always ask them, what would make you really happy in this moment? That, that question is key. You know, what, even if they're two or three, they may give you some silly answers, but you want to start preparing them for that. And, and I say in this moment, because life is not tomorrow or next year or whatever, you know, what would make you really happy in this moment? Honey, what, you know, what would make you really, really happy and joyful? They could say, oh, ice cream or whatever, you know, whatever, but just start getting used to asking that question is number one. Number two, please Moms and dads, whatever you want for your child, ask yourself first before you, you say it out to them that, is this for my benefit or is it for their benefit? Because, yeah, 90% of the time, what we want for our kids is for our benefit. And that, that's just going to raise a mentally challenged child. Melody. I appreciate that so much. Um, I have two as well. The first one is um, let's all take responsibility for our own mental wellness, for our own mental health. Don't wait for someone else to do it for you. Give yourself the lifeline that you need, whatever that may look like for you, whether it's seeking out a therapist, whether it's getting on the phone with a trusted friend, whether it's journaling, whether it's a yoga class that's you know that for me has been very helpful yeah. find ways to care for your own mental health and this is a big one for parents because it's really really hard to support our children and i know this firsthand because i've got my girls who are going through their own stuff as yeah. we all do and unless i am responsible for my mental health i cannot support them i just can't so take find a way and tell us in the chats if if you feel like sharing how will you take responsibility for your mental health today? Okay, that's number one. Number two, I'm gonna share an affirmation, a mantra that we use in our workshops, that we use in our home. Uh, it's very simple. It's peace begins with me. Peace mm. begins with me. Yes. So in all of the situations where we feel out of control and there are so many opportunities to be taken down, especially still in the midst of this pandemic, we must remind ourselves that our greatest source of peace can only come from within. We can't look outside of ourselves. We can't ask the school to provide it. We can't even ask our parents to provide it. We can't ask our friends to provide it. We must first and foremost know that that peace that we so deeply need is located right here and that we get to choose in any moment to tune into the peace. So peace begins with me. Let your children hear you saying that out loud. Teach your children to say it. Um, and, and just, again, remember everything, anything that you ever need, want, desire, want to create is first found right here. 
I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, peace, permanent happiness, peace. It comes from within. Yeah, and I and I want. I think it's one or two more that I want to share. But the, the other one that I do want to share is um, service. Service heals, guys. Service heals. Many, 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 many people who cannot find a way out of their mental challenges is because, again, I'm not pointing fingers, but I've, everything I'm saying, look, I've been there. I've been there. But when, whenever I, I, I fill my day with service, not forgetting myself, Melody said it, that we have to take care of ourselves first. But once you are feeling strong, if you take the focus out of me, 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 what am I getting? What am I filling up? How much money do I have? What, what do I have? How do I look? And you take that strength within yourself and look for people to help. That's where your healing will start. I know this is more, it's more of a complicated thing. Mm -hmm. maybe, Mel Mel maybe Melody understands it and she can explain it even more. But service heals and this, we're going into purpose and all of that now. But when you wake up every morning and you know, like what Melody and I are doing right now is service. We didn't need to do this. I have a ton of work waiting for me. She said Monday, I said, let's do it. I have a ton of work waiting for me. But I'm like, there's going to be some people we're going to heal today. But service heals. Okay. Absolutely. It, it, it does. And I'm not saying service only for free or service. We will we, get into this in another discussion another day, but let's just keep it simple. Helping somebody else, regardless of whether it's paid or unpaid, changing somebody's life. Your, your, the presence of you, you breathing on this earth is very important for many people outside of your family that's where your healing will start. I love it. And I, you see me shaking my head vigorously because I'm feeling it so much. There is a quote by, I, I, I hope I'm saying the name right, Aung San Suu Kyi, who says, when you are feeling helpless, help someone. When you are feeling helpless, help someone. Yes. There is so much um, joy and empowerment and fulfillment and like you said this might be a lie for another conversation about yeah. locating your purpose because i love it but when we are feeling helpless if we can actually step outside of our problems our challenges you know the the rut of the pattern that we are stuck in if we could step outside and find a way to be of service it doesn't have to be anything crazy it could be yeah. holding the door for someone yeah. and exchanging a smile. It could be um, perhaps buying coffee for the person behind you. It could be uh, something we do in our workshops. We take a kindness rock and we write a kind message on it and put it in someone's mailbox. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. feels good to lift other people up. So yeah. when you are feeling helpless, help someone. Yes, yeah. yeah. And teach. let's teach our kids that. Let's teach our kids that. I teach my kids that all the time. Help somebody. You know, get up and do something, help somebody, serve here. Do It doesn't have to, like Melody said, it doesn't have to be anything big. But we do have to get into that. We have to. There's a lot more we can discuss. But, you know, I hope that all of this helps. But the part that I really want to emphasize to my African parents, again, because I'm African, is please let us stop living vicariously through our kids. If they want to be something that we don't approve of, let them try it. As long as it's not harming them. Obviously, if your child says, I'm going to start using hard drugs, that, that's different. <laughs> okay, right. That's where we but, draw the line. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, a mom, I want to be an artist. I don't want to be an engineer. Don't throw a fit. Because what's wrong with artists? There's many artists in the world. Right. You know, well, you know, so it's things like that. Or when my daughter wanted a nose piercing and I, you know, threw a feet for some time, I didn't let her do it. When she became 18, she went and got it done. <laughs> They're going to do it anyway, right? They're going to do it anyway. And, and it's like, you know, you know, in our conversation about my book, we discussed go chase your own dreams, moms, parents, <laughs> yeah. go chase your own dreams. Yeah. Let your daughter see you chase your dreams. 
That's the greatest gift you could give her to create another human being who knows so deeply in her heart what she wants to do, try, be. Wow, mm -hmm. there's, there's no greater gift than that. So right. that's, like, like you said, don't live vicariously through your kids. They came through you, not for you. Yeah. Um, let them go figure it out for themselves and, and do what, what lifts them up. Isn't that what this one precious life is all about? That, that's it. And just always tell them I support you regardless. There are not many parents that can say that, Melody. You know that, right? There are not many parents that can say, I support you regardless. Whatever it is, pick up the phone. I will be here for you. I may tell you that was a silly behavior, but I will still love you. I will still support you. Whatever mistake you've made, you will get over it. There are and not Dr. Eob, it's yeah. not, and it's not just saying it. It's following through, right? Yes. If you're, you know, we need to be that constant support system for our children. And I love how you've said, and I say this to my kids all the time, all the more reason what you and I are connected in this way. I'm always giving them the message. We will always be here for you. No matter what, we will always yeah. be here for you. So yeah. when a kid hears that, wow, what they feel, right? They can mm -hmm. stand up a little bit straighter. They mm -hmm. can feel rooted in their foundation of who they are. They can. Imagine if somebody said that to you. Imagine if, you know, you wake up one morning and your husband or your mom, my parents used to say that to me all the time. They would just say, you know, we love what, anything you want to do, that's fine. You know, they would give me advice, but they would say, imagine if your husband says that to you every day and says, Mary, I support you regardless. I love you regardless. I'm here for you regardless. Imagine how that would make you feel. So as parents to child, why do some of us struggle with saying that? Why do you have to morph them into what you want them to be in order to be able to support them? It's a beautiful question. Beautiful question to leave everyone with. Yes, absolutely. This was so wonderful. I always love chatting with you, Dr. Me too. Likewise, likewise. I really, really do. And I hope that this has been helpful to those who have been able to join us. We will post it on our stories so people can continue to listen to the conversation, join the conversation, comment, share this live if you found value in it, because when we talk about being of service, this is how we get to do that, Dr. Iabo and yes. I are so grateful yeah. for it. Yes, thank you, Melody, and thank you for saying yes, let's do it. And You know, this was just on the spot, and within a few minutes, we had decided on a time, and we want, guys, can we all please be doing more of this? Yes. You share, know, it yeah. share it. Share, share it, and if there are topics that you feel will empower people, we need more people to come out and start helping the world, honestly, honestly. Melody, love you. God bless you and your family. If you love what you are hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so that we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment. And I would love for you to check out my newly released book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, across all Amazon platforms. I'm so grateful for you and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.